When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today, we're just reacting to the Patriots-Bills Thursday night football game. Bills with a dominant 24-10 win against the Patriots. Didn't even feel that close, Sam. Uh, into the fourth quarter, it was uh, 24-7 Bills. Patriots uh, essentially killed the clock in the fourth quarter and punted with eight minutes left. So uh, it's another pretty dominant, straightforward win by the Bills against the Patriots. It's the third straight and just another reminder that the the Tom Brady era is over in New England. It is the Buffalo Bills division in the AFC East, or maybe the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a bit of catharsis definitely from the Bills. You know, the last couple of times they beat New England, but this one definitely felt like a kind of reinforcement of the new status quo. Like if you thought there was any chance that Buffalo's recent wobbles would come back to haunt, or that New England might show. Uh, or build upon the signs of life they showed against Minnesota and maybe, you know, make that division a little bit more interesting even more than it's been the last few weeks. It's like, no, Buffalo's just a lot better than New England is right now. And nobody believed the Patriots could come back in this game, least of all the Patriots, who apparently were all too happy to just chew the clock at the end of the game and get the hell out of Dodge and go again against somebody else next time. The Patriots have, have played a little bit more zone than they have in the past over the last couple of years, but they they were pretty much one-on-one -on -one with the Bills receivers and uh, rookie Jack Jones and then Jonathan Jones, two guys who have had pretty good seasons for the Patriots, and the Patriots have had one of the best defenses in the league. Both cornerbacks really got torched on the outside by Stephon uh, Diggs and Gabriel Davis. I mean, Davis didn't have the stats or anything, but he had a couple double moves where he created separation. He was open in the end zone, and, and Allen just missed him. And then Diggs, every time the Bills needed a conversion, once again, he was winning. He was winning one-on-one. -on -one. So, look, pa Patriots trusted their corners on the outside. Bills were just better. I mean, they're just better. And Josh Allen making just enough plays. But I also want to highlight the Bills' run game. They're, they're, they're relying on it a little bit more, getting about four yards a pop, and just keeping the offense on schedule. That doesn't sound exciting, but it does feel like something that the Bills have needed and they've relied on it these last couple of weeks to take a little bit of pressure off Allen in the past. Yeah, that much man coverage from the Patriots was fairly suicidal. I mean, you can, I think you can get away with that against a lot of receivers, but Stephon Diggs is not one of those receivers. Like, Diggs is one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's got great hands. He's got great understanding and how to set up a defensive back. And particularly when you're talking about, like, a stable of young DBs that have been playing well and maybe playing above the level that they're capable of long-term, it just felt like a big ask to go out there and say, hey, mid-round, low-round rookie, you've been playing well this week. How about covering Stephon Diggs one-on-one -on -one for most of the game? Huh? Huh? How do you think that's going to go? And, you know, it didn't go well. I, it just, you know, sometimes you look at these and you can say, all right, there's a game plan going out there and you can see what they're trying to do and it had a shot of working. This one didn't really feel like it had much of a shot of working at any point. 
There was a point where if you go back to last year's playoff game and I think the New England game late in the season last year, the, the, the Bills had scored on about 20 straight drives against the Patriots. And the first time it got stopped was a strip sack by Josh Uche. Uh, Josh Uche uh, whoops, uh, an injured David Questenberry uh, at left tackle or, you know, fill in backup left tackle David Questenberry, who had a good year last year at right tackle. But uh, Josh Allen gets strip sacked. Allen... That was his one turnover. He did throw another couple passes into coverage. I know we've discussed that a little bit too. But the Bills have had the Patriots number, and that was the first time where there were actually some signs of life. It was just before the half. Patriots end up still settling for a field goal attempt. They miss it, and they're still down 10 going into the half. So even when they had some of that hashtag momentum in their favor, actually had a chance to turn the game around, they just could not capitalize. Yeah, and the Bills potentially dodged a bit of a bullet. Like, Questenberry was kind of banged up coming into the game already as the stand-in left tackle. Very early on, it looked like he got rolled up on again and tweaked that the, the injured ankle that he was already dealing with, was limping around a bit, was getting retaped. And you're like, okay, if Questenberry goes down, now all of a sudden, Buffalo's got real problems with, you know, that offensive line and who's going to get plugged in a left tackle and how that's going to function. But he ended up, you know, being able to keep going and, and hold up well enough and, and just wasn't enough of an advantage for the Patriots. Sam, I want to tell everybody about one of our favorite new ways to play daily fantasy. It's our friends over at Prize Picks at PrizePicks.com, or you can also get the Prize Picks app. You just pick two to five players, and you you just select if they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. Sam, you've been you've been playing this the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I love this place for DFS. They've got pretty much any sport you can imagine. If it isn't there, you join their community. You can start making enough noise. They'll add it. They've been doing that to to various things. Um, you. Pick the things you want. You, you uh, select where you think are going to go more or less than their player projections on the week. You get yourself a little entry set up, and you don't even need to get all of them right. You can have one miss and still get a, uh, a victory if you select the right thing at the end. Um, or you can go for the big jackpot and get everything right. You have to hit 100%. But it's a, it's a great way of playing DFS. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Entry can be Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So you download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code DAILY. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code DAILY at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So the highlight of this game for the New England Patriots was a screen pass to cornerback Marcus Jones, which uh, you know put them on the board early. They got up seven to three against the Bills, and it, Jones is a guy who we loved as a prospect. He just won the game for the Patriots a couple weeks ago with the punt return. He's so dynamic with the ball in his hands, but he had fifty-one yards, forty-eight of which came on that screen. No other Patriot had more than thirty-one. That was literally the offensive highlight for the New England for the Patriots, a screen pass to a cornerback yeah. who is awesome. He's their leading player. receiver, is their nickel corner, the guy who is kind of getting um, you know, squeezed off the field on defense, has been sort of superseded by Jack Jones, the the lower drafted rookie corner, but he's making a name for himself as a return man or apparently as a gimmick guy on offense. And, you know, sometimes you see these plays where defenders get put on offense and they're just trying to force feed him the ball and you can see that they're an athlete but it doesn't necessarily you know look like an offensive play it just looks like an athlete giving the ball and maybe they try and make something happen 
Like, Marcus Jones looked legit. They gave him that ball. He immediately took the right angle and just outran everybody to the end zone. Like, that was a legitimately impressive play and absolutely the kind of play that would make you go, we should probably keep this guy on offense. Like, not, you know, not necessarily a full-time player, but he should have a role. Isn't that something that, you know, through the years, Bill Belichick has has taken advantage of of that, whether it's Troy Brown playing corner, Edelman playing corner, Mike Vrabel playing tight end, but winning on the edges, really, um, which is nice. It's a good thing, you know, to do. It's a good thing to have. I think it's a great advantage to have a guy that could essentially take up two roster spots. But the nucleus of New England just isn't good enough that it's going to matter, you know, enough at this point. You don't have a Brady-led passing attack. You don't have the same foundation in New England right now. So the fact that Marcus Jones, I mean, it should have been a complimentary you know, piece to the rest of the game instead of, again, it was the highlight for for New England. So it's a different time for uh, for Patriots fans right now, given what they've been used to over the last 20 years. Yeah, he did it a little bit in college as well. Average 2.7 yards per route run when he did it uh, last season for Houston. Um, but the other thing I think we need to mention coming out of this game is it, it didn't matter this time, but Josh Allen had another game where he kind of kept trying to turn the ball over. And like, this is, this is a trend now. I mean, in their, in their three defeats this season, Josh Allen has had 12 turnover worthy plays. Like that's, that's absurd. You can't do that if you expect to win games and go to a Super Bowl. Um, and again, this game sort of saw both ends of the spectrum of Josh Allen. We saw like his version of the Patrick Mahomes play where he's going out to, to the flat, buying time, buying time, except instead of just sort of, instead of um, getting a round guy spinning out of a tackle, his version was like a stiff arm, a linebacker, and then throw the ball back across <laughs> Shrug his Shrug him right. off. But essentially the same throw his, a laser beam. his version of that play that Mahomes did earlier in the year where, you know, he, he spun out of a tackle and then flicked it into the end zone. Um, but then we also saw the bad end, which is this like repeated attempt this year at turning the ball over in ways that he wasn't doing the last couple of seasons. Yeah, a couple dangerous passes into coverage. We mentioned the fumble, which again was a bad a bad block by yeah, the left tackle by Questenberry, but Allen could have been done a better job of ball security there, almost turned the game around. So, like you said, didn't matter in this one, but Allen. You got to take the good with the bad, but he still has a chance to cut down on some of those bad plays. They're not all him trying to make that spectacular throw. Some of them, it's just a just a careless misread. So, hey, look, Bills dominate, and uh, they're going to move to nine and three with the win. Patriots fall to six and six. PFF. Okay.